This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everyone, thanks for joining the award-winning To Holland Back podcast. I'm your host Nathaniel, we are proudly sponsored by Old Zoological Bar and Kingfisher Fish and Chips in Hull, and tonight I'm joined by Will and Joe to discuss the second uh, away 2-1 Yorkshire Derby win for Hull City. So uh, I'm going to be attacking this podcast with a lot of vim and vigour, I think we've got a real chance at, you know, potentially being allowed to dare to dream at some point, if not already. So, well, Joe, how are you guys doing? Uh, yeah, all right. Good. Oh, okay. Um, well, so we won the game, solid three points. Southampton will be difficult. Didn't uh, we? Jesus, I've turned off the name, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think we'll just skip to the end of the match. That was the most exciting thing, and then maybe work our way back. What an incredible moment, uh, pretty much as good as you can get, other than maybe it being 110th minute or something. Uh, Will, last-minute winner, give us your thoughts to that. You know, in hindsight, if you could have said uh, you'll win 2-1 and you'll score that last-minute winner after he conceded a goal. I'd have probably been like, yeah, go on, because it's the best way to win a last-minute winner. But watching it was terrifying. Oh. Yes. I mean, I was livid. Because, I mean, you know, not really. we wouldn't really blame him because it's a difficult chance. But Philogene had just had that chance to make it 2-0. And then Huddersfield, you know, because we we'd, we thought we'd got to that point, maybe we could just see it out for just another few moments. Because I think the second half, Huddersfield really put the pressure on. Um, I mean, yeah, we'll but they didn't that create much, even though they had the pressure. They didn't mm. create very much. Yeah, a few half chances. I guess they hit the post, but that was a deflection. But then you just think, you know, get to that point, throw away the points, and uh, in such a pivotal game of the season, and you know, we really need every result we can possibly get. The potential to throw away, very frustrating, but the spirit to go up the other end 
and the quality from Amur. We're going to be talking a little bit about him as well, hopefully, and maybe getting some more minutes soon. But uh, yeah, I mean, local hero Greaves scoring, you know, not once but twice, just fantastic. So yeah, Joe, did you think it was over for us when we equalised? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh, Jacob Greaves last scored a goal against Norwich away on Valentine's Day last year, and then he scores two at once. Um, great. Great for him, great lad, and um, loving to pieces a player and as a as a as a bloke, he's all right as well. Yeah, and uh, two lovely goals. I think both goals would be, you know, you know, a striker would be really proud of those. The XG, I know you don't like the XG, but they were very low for those, especially the first one, sort of hooked volley, uh, half volley. I mean, the just... probably should save it. The first one, no, but struck with it. such venom. Such the keeper should do so much better with it, but then I thought watching our watching Huddersfield's goal, I thought all Sop should maybe do better yeah, with that. He maybe should have done better with that as well. So it balances out in the end. Yeah, I think you've said both of you have said that he maybe should have done better. I think one hundred percent should have done better. Well, no, because I can't tell how sighted he is because there's two defenders right in mm. front of him as yes. the shot is taken. And so when I, I first looked at it, yeah. that's that's the what I'm sort of thinking about. Will when I first looked at it, I thought, right, he, he's stuck it through two defenders. What can Allsop see? Has it taken a little deflection that we just can't pick up on a camera on a low quality stream, that kind of thing? But uh, but hey, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Does it? No. no, exactly. His sort of blushes were spared, and um, yeah, I mean, uh just don't know what to say. Just in such an incredible moment. Just very happy. I mean, I'm very happy because um, I mean, well, we all like, knew my Longman, my Longman, and Jacob Greaves. Mm. If anyone used to listen to it, I would shut up about that man. And it's lovely seeing him get his get his uh, presence, unlike Ryan Longman. Mm. Well, I mean, Longman's had his moments, but uh, Not as yeah, many I mean, I think it's that's really important that you know the set pieces for us have improved. Um, you know, Greaves I mean, easily could have scored. Zaruri's corner, it was a bad delivery initially. Zaruri's corner was shocking, and Huddersfield yeah. failed to, failed it to clear all it. All very poor clearance, just hit it straight up mm. in the air. But you could argue the other thing is that a lot of the times we probably have had, maybe not this season, but generally with Jones and Greaves and McLaughlin, Christie, not enough of these players have scored from set pieces. Maybe it's just that they were attacking them better, and Greaves. Uh, maybe unlucky not to score um, with some attempts on Tuesday. So maybe yeah. that's just something we've improved ever so slightly. I mean, yeah, not a good cross. Oh, yeah, I, think we're, I think we're, we're, I think we're okay on set pieces. Not the greatest, but not awful either. We're probably, I bet if you look on the stats, we're probably about middle of the table in terms of our set piece goals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian said that Huddersfield deserves something from the game. So I guess we'll just go through the whole match. Um, started pretty well. Um, Philogene, good chance. You know, I think when you actually look at it again, I mean, of course, it's very quick, but there's actually a lot of space. Yeah, there's a lot of space to the right of the goalkeeper and he just put it sort of at him. But then we got the corner. Lovely sort of hooked half volley from Greaves. Yeah, maybe the see, keeper could have done better, see, but get it on target. He can nutmeg someone, chop back and reburner someone and score into the top corner, but he can't just hit a one-on-one into the back of the net. No. That is no, gaining Philogene to a T. 
Mm. I think would you would we agree that uh, from when Morton went off, we sort of lost yes. control of the game or yeah, something? I was going to bring this up. That was the mm -hmm. moment because we kind of lost a bit of bite in midfield. That yeah. someone like if Morton wasn't there, we normally have Seri there. Yeah, exactly what I was just going to say. Will I think had we had Seri there, we'd have noticed Morton like the Morton being missing less because Seri is Seri is Seri. But the fact we had neither of them and one of Slater, Tufan, etc., had to play that that sort of that Seri role kind of thing, as well as doing what they would, what they both you what you know. Slater and Doherty would usually do. I think we did lose control in the midfield in that. But as, uh, speaking of Doherty, I just love his passion. He might not, he might, he might not be. You know, someone said it on Twitter, and I totally agree with it. It might not be the first name on the team sheet, but I so hope this isn't you know, that we extend his contract beyond this summer, just because he. I imagine he is a phenomenal character in the dressing room. I mean, oh yeah. If he was happy just being on the bench for the rest of his career, I'd love to keep him around. But if he wants to play first-team football, I'd be happy to... I can understand why he'd want to move, because he isn't going to get it with us anytime soon. Mm. But in terms yeah, of that, I think... he clearly gives a crap about the team. So mm. people like that are always better in the dressing room. I think we've probably had quite a few players like that over the recent years, with maybe... Eves, maybe Smallwood, Honeyman, these sort of players, decent players, maybe Elder as well, that we, you know, are great players and useful to bring in. But yeah, maybe Doherty is probably that last one of those few that probably does deserve to actually go and play football somewhere. I mean, I, I doubt we'd give him a new contract. I think it's his contract will be up, won't it? This yes, we used his options. Years. Yeah, so. I, I don't see us giving him a contract when there will be a possibility to probably bring in a better player um, with our new budget. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's perfect to see. Um, yeah, I think I agree that Tufan and Slater are probably better at the sort of combative tackling side of it. I mean, I think Tufan's last few weeks has been sort of revitalised. He's not been you know, amazing in the attacking sense, but, you know, the pressing for Philogene's goal, for example, and the way that he can play in that deeper role. I think when we signed him, we thought maybe he would play slightly deeper than he has done, but recent weeks have shown he can do it all, you know, that sort of complete midfielder, perhaps. Um, well, he's but a, yeah, He's a completely different person to the one we signed, isn't he, now? Yeah, completely, Sorry. and infinitely fitter. He's a different player to the one that he, what he was in Turkey as well. For his career in Turkey, like you say, Nathaniel, he played in that deeper role but for us most I mean we've had him as a striker some games but he's showing like you, like you just said Nathaniel he's showing that he's got that in him and his sort of more natural position the position that's come more natural to him throughout the course of his career up until he signed for us with his new sort of energy and pressing and fitness he's a phenomenal phenomenal player oh yeah and I think you want him in the team regardless of what position he's playing in, especially this season, maybe last season, yeah, we wouldn't have wanted to play him deeper, but this year he's come on such a long way. And uh, yeah, and another player that has improved a significant amount under Vecinia. We look at the young players like Delap and Morton and Coyle and these sort of people, but um, not that Coyle's young, 
but two fans actually won that has improved significantly as well because you know he was good in that number 10 role under Valanta for a bit. Fan, speaking of two fan, did um, have you have either of you seen that picture and you are listening? Have either of you seen that picture of two fan and Abdush? Oh, with uh, um, uh, on his shoulders. Yeah, I think I think that that's brilliant, and it sort of shows shows like the what two. I was talking about Doherty in the dressing room. Two fans clearly a big player in the dressing room now as well. They all seem to particularly for particularly for someone like him uh, who's coming in from Turkey. Someone who knows his situation that he's coming in, so it's a big influence and help for him. Well, didn't he come out yeah. that when Abdush first signed, Ozan called him and said, "Look, you're gonna, you're gonna love it here." Probably. Mm. I mean, even if that had come out, I would have expected that, and probably sort of like conversation would have happened. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's it's the nice they've got friends. Yeah. Oh well, I wasn't quite done with two fan, but we can go into another. I mean, I mean, Will, you were just saying there that Greaves is your longman. And you know, with Longman not no, playing as well, and you can't change it. Don't you dare start. Well, no, Longman's my longman, but Erna, I mean, he's. I think. I mean, he's only played twice for us. He's not even played forty-five minutes yet. I don't yeah, think. Right. But he is incredible. He is incredible. I think he's going to be like Pelkas, but good, and, and hopefully fit. You already crossed. managed to jinx the lad. You, how can you do this to him already? I mean, I hope not, but I thought he was, you know, made a real impact against Swansea, some nice touches. But in the brief, just in the brief cameos we've seen of him, he's looked very, very promising. The and composure. Great cross. Yeah. For the composure at 94th minute when you've just conceded, you know, away Yorkshire Derby, you know, we, we've sort of been thinking, you know, he's a small guy, he's a Turkish messy, is he going to be up to sort of the fitness and the the intensity of the championship and yeah he's not started yet we've not seen that much but he's getting stuck in maybe you know because because he has played as a number 10 in the middle of the pitch in turkey he's probably a little bit more combative than a winger so yeah i think i mean Ensheps there put carvalho out for a next match i think it's just that Rossini will be too cautious to start him but i think as soon as Rossini would feel that um, uh, it's fit enough to play an hour, I I would have him in over Carvalho. I, mean, I think Carvalho's not quite done it yet. If the squad continues at the form it's at in terms of indi- individuals, you will have a mayor playing and you will have probably Ohio playing, though he didn't do massive amounts. Um, you'll mm. have those players playing over players like Zauri and Carvalho. Because even though Carvalho has had a couple of decent bright moments... He's the last couple of games he's been quite quiet. And Zarrio after like his first couple of games he's been very quiet as well, which is a concern, but hopefully it's just a little hiccup and they get back to it. I've seen people saying Cavalier will be better when Seri's in the team. What do we think of that? I, that probably will help having Seri in the team, having someone I think. more technical behind that attack, giving them the ball. We'll probably have Carvalho's familiar with as well, no less. As well, yeah. I didn't even think about that. We, we will be better. We will as be general, better with yeah. Seri in the team. Creatively, yeah. City will be way better when Seri's in the side, and they always have been. Yeah, I mean, compared to when we didn't have Seri or Philogene, we're going to be a whole lot better. Um, Rossini said that the Morton injury is just sort of a swollen leg. Yeah, a bit of a yeah, dead leg. So... Fine by me. 
fingers crossed, should be fine to start alongside Seri on Tuesday. Um, I mean, maybe if it's not enough for him to start. But I imagine he probably will be if it was just He won't be out for any longer than just Tuesday, in theory. I think yeah. what Rossini said about Coyle, though, and how he had that little injury, and it's two, three-game weeks in succession... I think he might rest Morton just because we've got... I would play it safe. Because Southampton is also a match where we're probably not looking at... We might not win this. We'll maybe take it, play it safe and take it as a free hit, possibly. Because mm. West, the West Brom game on Saturday is by far the more sort of... Of the two matches, yeah. Out of the two, it's the more important one for our season because they are immediately above us in the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a massive week. It's a massive week. But, uh, I mean, yeah, you mentioned it there. I was surprised that after he scored the winner on Tuesday, they still shouted. Uh, oh, dear. Started sharp. That's a difficult one. Yeah, that's a difficult one. I mean, I've got it here. Ohio, Sharp, Connolly. I think as soon as Connolly's fit, I'd have him back in. I mean, Ohio... I mean, again, he's still not had enough. I think Sharp's played seven, eight games now. And I still think he is going to be better when he's off the bench. I'm not okay. sure why we started him. He, he, I mean, not that bringing a higher on actually did help us hold the ball up in the second half. But Well, Sharp always felt like reason. the person who was bringing on to come off the bench, didn't he? He never felt like he was going to be someone who would be started. And he has done. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, uh, uh, yeah, but we need to lap back basically. You need to lap yeah, back. it's the best way to describe it. I think I, that's the best way to describe it because Sharp, I don't think is you know fit enough and young enough to start. I think Ohio, I mean he he could start on Tuesday. I think I think maybe he will. I thought he was going to pl- play and start against Huddersfield, but I think dropping Sharp um, for. Ohio at half time shows that Ohio probably will start. And especially if Morton is out, two fans are going to be in that deeper role. Unless, I mean, we're probably just going to get on to what the lineup is going to be. But but before we talk about the Southampton game and launch ahead, I mean, there have been a few questions here. Um, I mean, Danny Leeds fan has said, please, can you do us a favour on Tuesday? That's going to be a um, massive game. Alex saying, season defining week. Uh, I've got the poll, the Twitter poll I just did, sorry, X poll. Um, 172 votes. 63% of City fans think we will reach the playoffs. 37% voted nay offs, which I thought was highly hilarious. Good pun for myself. Where do we feel like we're at? Because four wins out of five is good, but it's probably the worst five games we've played, at least creatively, throughout the season. So where are we at? I mean, I would argue Philogene's goal against Rotherham is the most creative thing we've done all season. True, but that's kind of individual brilliance. Obviously, that counts. Yeah, but it hasn't been trumped the next four, the other four games around it. I, I, yeah, I'm not really sure whether he can do that because if we had lost the other four, then but we didn't. No, we didn't. So we obviously won think... enough to win four of yeah. those five games. Yeah, and I think and that's let's face it. The one that we didn't win out of those games was the one where we had most of possession bar Rotherham really and probably created the most sort of well even if they're not clear cut chances they're still chances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We we've definitely seen 
a side of the club, you know, the team that we didn't think existed before we won at Sunderland, other than maybe like well, Leicester and then the Middlesbrough match. Those are the only two times I felt like we've really ground out a result this season, whereas now we've probably done that, well, four out of five games. The only one where we did it was where we couldn't grind it out against Swansea. And, you know, that is the other part of the game. You know, you talk just before when we were mentioning Zaruri and Cavallio, are they sort of fully at it? Whereas you look at Ohio, a big player, and you look at Irma, who's getting stuck in. In the championship, you need quality, but you need players to be getting stuck in. And if we've got that, we do have enough quality in the team to score one or two goals a game, even if we're not creating chances. So the way I see it, if we were Norwich fans or Coventry fans, obviously you'd be quite positive with your own team. But you'd also look at City and think, because you haven't watched the performances, you're probably not going on Twitter seeing what people think of the performances and listening to us say we've not been at our best. You probably think they won four out of five. They've got incredible squad. They're, you know, they've got as good a chance as anyone. But if they did look at Twitter, they could think, all right, the fans think they've not played as well as they can and they're still getting results. Imagine what they're yeah. like if we played them on a day when they play at their best. Precisely. Just to play devil's advocate to your not argument. Too, not too long ago, when we, were, when we played Norwich, their fans were all, a lot of their fans were uh, asking for Wagner out. Yeah. It's crazy how things change. I don't think Norwich even are on a good run. I feel like Norwich have just been exactly like us, just kind of inconsistently okay and pretty good-ish throughout the season. It feels like we've underperformed throughout the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. Because we are very streaky, but I mean, yeah, Tyneside Tiger there. Four wins from five is great, but three of them against mediocre opposition, I guess... Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. If you don't win, if we end up in the playoffs come the end of the season, we're going to look back on those games and think, right, glad we beat those mediocre teams because if we if we drew or lost all of those games, even if we beat the teams around us, if we didn't pick up the points in the games where you just need to pick up points no matter how you do it, we wouldn't be in there. So every point counts in the championship. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah, Tyneside Tiger again. West Brom is a true barometer, and um, yeah, from a from point that's true, because of course that the the purpose of the season from a senior manager and the, the players all believe they can get into the playoffs. Then, if they get into the playoffs, they're not just going to be like, okay, we're happy just to be here. They are going to then want to play well and beat the teams in the top six to get promoted. So, yeah, we need to be beating everyone. And well, I'll pick you up on that. I mean, obviously. You don't really believe that because you know that City are going to win three nil, but yeah, <laughs> um, it, it's is it? It can't really be a free hit. I mean, yes, it's the game in hand, but they're going to go there with full confidence that they've just won well, two difficult away games and they can do it again. It's not a free hit, but it's a game where you're going into it. You're going against a team that, although they did finally have their unbeaten streak broken, they are still in stupidly good form overall. Mm. Um, it's a team that, when you look at the players they've got and the money that's been spent on it, they probably should be around the automatics. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it is a team that, on paper at least, you think, yeah, it's better, probably better than Hulls it is. So you, you'd be happy going to it and hoping 
for a point rather than three. But obviously, you always want to bring three points to whoever you're playing. I mean, we've shown that we can do that against Leicester this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We're, fair, we're one of the teams when, we them, when we played them at home, Southampton, I think we were unlucky to lose that game. Yeah. First 20... Five thirty minutes, we're probably going to have conceded in the last second or something. So yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, it's a difficult one tonight. It, yeah, it's not a free hit, but it's probably maybe fifty percent more of a free hit than Rotherham, which is one hundred percent must win. Um, but yeah, I think if we go there thinking it's a free hit, we'll get slaughtered. So of course, obviously, I don't, they will... I don't think players ever, players and teams ever think that. I'm going to go to a match. I think they can win every game if they play it right. Yeah. Because if we do win against Southampton, we are then in an incredible position, I think, going into the West Brom game with confidence and then could leapfrog. Well, we would leapfrog. Although not West Brom, I'm actually also Because the reality would leap West Brom. We won both games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think even if we... uh, See, I, I thought West Brom ha- didn't have a game in hand, but they also do. They're playing against uh, Plymouth, which will be a tough game for them as well, to be fair. But yeah, I feel like we're almost there. I was doing a little bit of um, maths earlier because, oh, no. you know, oh. well, b- before, two before the game, <laughs> no, no, nothing quite so revolutionary. Um, before the game, I did say, because, I mean, Ant was at the match. Um, you know, he hates Huddersfield. I think we all hate Huddersfield because of the results we've had against him in the past. Not one there since team. Not a great record there at all. And we should have always pretty much beaten them. And haven't we always finished above them the last few years anyway and not won? After the year we um, got relegated. I would argue there's at least two seasons we didn't yeah. finish above them, yeah. Oh, yeah, because they finished in the playoffs as well. One season. Fair point, fair point. Fair point, but it feels like we should do. I think at the point of the season we played them, I think they were probably further down in the table when we had McCann and they got into the playoffs later. Um, But uh, we were all saying, well, you know, because we've not won there in a while, if we beat Huddersfield, then we can dare to dream. That's like a, you know... uh, It's a duck that we've had. It's you know, a curse that we've lifted. Maybe we can go on and dream. And of course, the last time we beat them, we did go and get promoted. It's a little bit of an omen, but I was doing some maths on the sort of average points we need to get. Um, and I could go through it all, but we have, even though we've had a poor run, we have just won seven games out of 14, which is what we need to repeat to get 72 points, which is the average to finish sixth. So seven from 14, I think it's probably a tougher 14 than we could have because we've just played Rotherham and Huddersfield. They're gone. They're down on the table. But it's we really do have a chance. I was going to say, if a lot of that 14 is playing the teams around us, then you probably don't need to win seven of them. Mm. Yeah, I think seven, seven wins is probably the... I think any less... I don't know, but I feel but like that would do it. 21 points would do it. Left. We've got Southampton, West Brom, Preston, all those three. Are, well, two of those three around us, one above. Birmingham, well below. Leicester, well above. Coventry, around. 
Stoke, mm. Polo, Leeds above. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. Cardiff, yeah, I... sort of around, sort of not. Same with Middlesbrough. Then QPR, Watford, Ipswich and Plymouth. It is a tougher 14. Like I'm sure someone's going to do it at some point with the average positions. And especially I think Plymouth being a home match um, will make that difficult. But, um, uh, you know, home for them, they're very good at home. But, Last game of the season as well. You don't know how the season's panning out. It depends how yeah. the permutations are going into it. Yeah, Plymouth, I mean... Chuck a backup team up. Yeah, Tuesday, uh, or when we did, when we did the uh, Rotherham re review, was it Wednesday night? Wednesday. We did say that Plymouth are one of the very few teams to not they have anything to play for. They are now in a no man's land scenario. So they will be on the beach come the last day. I think Cardiff are, um, personally, and Birmingham. Yeah. Personally. It's to know, though, because there's 14 games left. There's enough time for oh, our yeah, best player to get injured. Their best player to get injured, have men sent off in the games, go through bad form, go through good form. Plus, Huddersfield, three weeks ago, was a, was a walkover. Whereas now, you know, it was a really tough game because they just got the new manager and, or the caretaker manager and they just scored three against Southampton. So, it's, you know, there are so many variables. I think West Brom... Have a good team with Corbran. I mean, I think Coventry and Norwich are pretty good, but considering that we have a game in hand, even though it is Southampton, in a way that puts us in not pole position, but it'll be very close. And we, I think, at this point of the season, we have a good amount of points. We've got a good squad. They just need to not screw about and. Uh, if you know, I think if we don't finish in the playoffs, it'll just be down to us because we've got the players to do it. There have been games earlier in the season where you know four or five, we probably definitely should have won, especially at home where we've had a lot of draws. But we've got through a tough period. Allegedly, this period was tough. We've got seven wins from fourteen, which is what we need to do in the next fourteen. I'm quite happy with where we are. I think it's all context. Expectations after January are definitely raised. But compared to where we thought we were going to be early in the season, I think we all said 10th, 11th-ish. Almost and, everyone uh, said mid-table, but you yeah. wouldn't think that, the way no. some people have acted towards certain results this season. But, but I think if we finish 10th now, it'd I be Rossini out. Yeah, I don't think Rossini out would be a sensible option. If anyone no. says that, then he chuck it in a bin. No. Um, yeah. But I think now, personally... If we finish seventh, if we finish where we are now, level on points but not in the playoffs, I don't think as much of a. I, I don't think you can complain massive amounts. I mean, you can be upset, but I don't think there's much you can complain about because when you look at where we thought we'd be at the start of the season to now, yeah, look at where I we think... were last season as well. Yeah, fifteen exactly. Yeah, and clearly, Racine's done a good job because we do have better players now. But that first half of the season. We've had compared. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You know, the first half of the season before he came in last year is just no comparison at all. But uh, yeah, if we do start creating those chances, we will blow teams away. But um, yeah, I think massive week. But um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. And um, yeah, we're... Nathaniel, the fact that in some games we don't seem to finish teams off and that could harm us in terms of goal difference. Um, If you look at goal difference around us now, Preston below, two points below are on minus eight. I think we had this discussion fairly recently about someone's goal difference, whether it was ours or not, can't quite recall. But then Norwich is much better. Norwich above us, eight. Coventry, 14. West Brom, 14. So it could it could be argued that our goal difference could could fail us come the end of the season. But yep. to that, I'd say when we've got everyone fit pretty much, minus, minus Delap, it, it, you know, all being well, James Fairlong's back on the grass next week. All being well, Liam Delap will be our only absentee for the remainder of the season. And, and he's not to, he's technically not driven to be out for the rest of the season either. No, Seven, eight games he could play. Yeah. So I'd say we we're at full strength when these new players are, are in at full strength and we've got players like Seri back. Philogene's fully fit, Ohio, Cavalio, Zarui, they're fully integrated then we can look a bit more at sort of, right, how are we creating the chances for the player and can we get that goal difference up a bit? But you keep winning games, that goal difference is only naturally going to rise. Yeah. Yeah. If we won seven, we would go up, you know. Well, at least seven, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd probably stay the same because we're probably losing the other seven, but we could draw them. But uh, yeah, I think, I think, we can dare to maybe not dream of promotion, but we can certainly dare of dreaming of scraping sixth. I think the, the way we're going, because there is still that level to go above. Where maybe Norwich, I like that commentary finished playoffs last year, playoff final. They're a good team. Mark Robbins, longest serving manager in the championship. They're solid. I like them. West Brom, Corbran, very, very good as well. Norwich, I feel like. Well, then, know, yeah. Oh, Corbyn. Oh, oh, yes. Wow. Let's talk about that. Ke- keeping the ball in. I mean, that's the one where the ball is He's going out. It's a bit that's hard. Step back. You can't. That's why they have the technical area. If he kept to the rules of staying in the technical area, there wouldn't have been a problem. Since when did any manager ever stay to those rules? But then, exactly, he cannot have any complaints that he got sent off for keeping the ball in play because. He wasn't in his technical area. How many so. games did it for? Is it just the one? I think it's just the one because I looked straight afterwards. Do West Brom have a game? That could be pre-game ban. Well, Racine, <laughs> only, only got one, didn't he? So I'm going off that. Yeah, to be yeah. fair, which is a shame because we could probably do with him not being on the. 
field program. I don't really see he wouldn't be on the field though, would he? He, he's you know a manager. I mean. He can still manage the team from up there. I don't know whether it, it makes because oh, he'll have he the can. team talk, and he has the time before the game. That's when you do your managing. When we didn't have a scene for that one game, it really affected us. Who did we play? Doncaster. I think it was no, was it no? It wasn't the Doncaster game? It was a different game, wasn't it? Bristol City, wasn't it? When he'd been suspended for too yeah. many yellow cards. And I think we probably wouldn't have lost that game because we were winning it, and we were. I think if Rosinha had been on the bench, on the touchline, then we'd have probably won that game because his game management in the moment is a lot better. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Okay, so I think we've got a few dilemmas to do with the uh, lineup. Uh, I think maybe a few of them. Mark's just put in here. Keepers, the weak link. Allsop. I mean, I know you said you're a little bit harsh to be critical of the save, but. Uh, at the moment, we're still Olsop and pro Olsop, are we? So we also made some very good saves throughout the game. He did. He did. Olsop, on the balance right. of things this season, has won us more points than he's lost us. Yes, you can point to like the Swansea game and maybe saving that, but you also look at his debut, the Leeds game. He comes straight in, keeps that game level, and had Traore buried it at the other end, we win that game 1-0. Yeah. A big part thanks to his shot-stopping. Quite right. I, I think essentially what I'm frustrated is is that we don't have a goalkeeper that is really good making lots of saves and with the his you know with their feet. With we might under, we just wanting to settle in first. Don't know. We just don't know, do we? I would um, argue I mean, a lot of keepers who are both good with their feet and good at shot stopping usually aren't at this level. No, they are to be honest. I think there's probably only two goalkeepers in the whole world that are equally good, and that is Allison and that is Edison, and that's it. Everyone else is trying. Playing football anymore? No, Neuer. Have you seen Neuer? He's been dusted since literally the the man who invented Russia. No, no, no. Yeah, but not anymore. (laughs) Since he was up, you know, halfway up the pitch against South Korea. That's gone. He's not a good sweeper keeper. After his reputation is in the mud. But yeah, okay, maybe three. But there's pretty much. <laughs> we are not going to get someone as good as that. Uh, so fair enough. Uh, and then the other one, uh, Billy Sharp. I mean, we like him. He's the top championship goal scorer of all time. But well, don't maybe start. don't start him. Don't start him. Better off end, end the experiments. He can't score 90th minute winners if you start him because he can't run for 90 can't minutes. Better. 90 minute. He's about 70 years old. You know, it's it's cruel. It's uh, cruel. Better off coming off the bench once the team's been somewhat tired by. You want Ohio punching and elbowing and head butting everyone for the first and then, get, minutes, and then you get sharp on. And then you get sharp Speaking on. Speaking of punching, did you see the. Sheffield United Brighton game today. Tom Davies came off the bench, and <laughs> you mean Travis Bickle came off the bench? <laughs> His haircut, dreadful, dreadful, dreadful. Him and the Brighton goalkeeper were, having, were squaring off. Tom Davies just sort of then punched him in the abdomen, and they both will be for it. I mean, the Mason Holgate red card. Mason Holgate's red card was amazing. Red card is awful. Just and then the fact that Hamid Hobson will have had chance to. I was to check him out and said he won a red card. 
surely, has- right, at half-time, the whole team will have watched that back. It would have yeah. been the only talking point in the dressing room. Like, don't do that, please, again. Yeah. Um, how yeah, many would we put past Sheffield United? Don't try and snap someone's femur. Good idea, boss. I can't believe the we referee would... didn't see the height of the challenge and only initially did it in yellow. yellow, yellow yeah. That was it's... one use of VAR. That was correct. Yeah. Uh, we would crack Sheffield United open like an egg. They are that bad. They are my, my painful is, to watch. If our current team did get promoted, I don't know if it would have the wherewithal to be massively better than when than United currently are. I, I, I mean, well, if you had the eleven that's playing now, we'd finish bottom. Of course, we would. But I think with Ajin, the hope is that we'd be able to do like we have made better signings than Sheffield United did in January and Burnley. Like, especially you know, maybe even better players than they got. Um, but you know, for the comparison between the divisions we're in, our signings were much better for the championship than they were for the Premier League. I think you would like to think that we would use the money better, but yeah, of course it would be difficult. But uh and hopefully we wouldn't sell our best two players like they did in Giant Berg. Um no idea why they did that, I guess because they didn't want to stay. Um but yeah, uh lineup for the Southampton game, Allsop Giles, you know, that's the same well, I imagine Kyle will be fit, hopefully. I hope so. Yeah, then maybe not risk Morton. Seri Slater with quite right back. And then Amur, probably not fit to start. It'd probably just have to be same sort of middle front three. And then Big Noah up front. Yeah. yeah. I'd be happy with that. I'd, I'd be happy with that. To bring him out, but... That's the answer that's from two fans as well, but... Maybe you have Slater on the wing. I'd maybe drop Carvalho and put two fan there. Mm. Yeah, I I reckon that's not a bad shout at all. Not a bad shout at all. Um, but speaking of lineups, oh, it's God. been forty minutes. I think it's time for the combined lineup. Wait, Jacob Greaves. No, 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 no. Let me read it Jacob out. Let Greaves. me read it out. No, no. I've just seen that. What? Let me, let me, let me, let me. You explain. go on about, oh, this keep. What was it last week? Oh, I have to pick Helic. He scored so many goals for Huddersfield. And now Greaves scores a brace against Huddersfield and he's not in the combined lineup. You absolute fraud. Will. No, Will. no, he's up front, Will. Will, he's he is, up front. He is up front. Have you not? See, this is why you let me read it out first. Yeah. This is the thing. He scored from centre-back. Why would you have him up front? Uh, he he's scored. He's clearly he lethal from a centre-back position. Score at centre-back. He didn't run the whole length of the pitch and dribble around several. He was, he was in the box the two times he scored. He was up front at the last you minute. You about uh, Big Noah for so long and you don't want to play him. Let me read it out for the wonderful audio listeners and then you can complain. We've got Bazunu and Goal, Giles, Harwood, Bellis, Bednarek, Walker-Peters, Philogene, Der, Seri, Stuart Armstrong, Ryan Fraser, Adam Armstrong, and then up front next to him, we've got Jacob Greaves. I thought you'd like that. A bit of humour, bit of humour. What's wrong with that? He scored his goals in the penalty box. Stick him up front. Because he scored more goals than Noah Ohio did, didn't he? 
didn't he? He scored more goals than Sharp and Ohio combined this season. So I think, you know, obviously I've done that for a bit of a bit of levity, but I thought Harwood, Burst and Bednarek are such a good pairing. They've been great for Southampton and st- stick Greaves up front. Stick him up front, cross it in, go route one. You know, yeah. Any more thoughts? Or are you on just that, though, I'm so... surprised you didn't put Ohio at centre back based on where he wanted to play on Saturday. Well, I I can't remember who tweeted that out, but someone did a combined lineup, <laughs> and they put Greaves up front and higher at the centre back. And I thought so, so, I'm not so, going to so steal you that. You did steal some of that and didn't give them any credit. Uh, well, you you how about you do some wonderful podcast audio content for about a minute, and I'll find the tweet. Do you, do you like that? Jesus Christ almighty. Go on, do some wonderful <laughs> podcast content. And I'm I'm going to find it. I'm not saying anything for the next minute. You've got a minute to yourselves. Go on. Anyway, Joe. Uh, How's life? Watch any, good, watch any good films lately? Uh, we well, haven't uh, even got anything else to say about Hull City. Because Nathaniel has decided to ruin We'll bring it back around to a Hull City um, front, I think. On Wednesday, listeners at Ferriby kicking off at seven o'clock, under 21s play. I think it's crew uh, in, like I say, Ferriby, seven o'clock, free entry for North Ferriby season ticket holders and Hull City members if you if anyone wants to come along. Is that some uh, is, we'll give the Academy some space on here? Yeah, that's that's good. That's good. There you go. At Jowlmen. J-A-L-L-M-E-N on X. There you go. I stole uh, it from Jowlman. You've done that today. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's what it's called, isn't it? No, it isn't. But, uh, I mean, we're we're playing Southampton on Tuesday, then we're playing West Brom on Saturday, so we've got to do the predictions for both games. Uh, Will Southampton easy win? Easy win. Come on. Hmm. I think. you got to do it. Come on. I think we'll win. Come on, Will. It'll be Southampton nil. Hull City. <gasps> Three. Three. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Also, Nathaniel, what did you say that we'd beat Huddersfield by again? This is seven. We didn't we win? I got the same amount of points for that as you did, Will. Yeah. But so. I, Good job we don't play points so bad, isn't it? Because then you'd no, be real shit out of luck with that one. Yeah, true. True. Um, Joe, Southampton, it's going to be a very tough game, but, you know, they're going to play a different way to Huddersfield and Rotherham maybe will appreciate just being able to hit them on the counter rather than just being pressed as much or something. I, I don't know, but thoughts? Rus- a Russell Martin team will come out and play. Yeah. Um. I would absolutely take a point going into it. I would. Well, mentioning I also would take a point ignoring my prediction every week. I would mm-hmm. adore three, but I think okay. yeah. we will walk away with one. One all draw. Oh, who's going to score? Joe, who's going to score? Um, I'm so tempted to say Greaves, but I'm not going to. 
Jones called Tony Romo, is he? Yeah, bugger it, Alfie Jones. Yeah, yeah, that that'd be nice. I'd very much appreciate that. I mean, I think it's going to be a very tough game. I mean, honestly, I think we're probably going to play a little bit better. We're going to rise to the occasion. We're going to create some chances, but I think defensively, I'm not a hundred percent sure. So honestly, I think the result I'm going to go for is. 8 0 Hull City. We're going up. We're going we're up. We beat Uddersfield. We, we beat Uddersfield. We've broken the curse. And we're gonna we're gonna do what Bournemouth did to Birmingham. We're gonna do what Newcastle did to Sheffield United early in the season, and we're gonna give them no mercy and we're gonna give them 8 0. You've actually and, ruined uh, this segment beat. completely. Okay, two one <laughs> Southampton win. 2-1 Southampton win. Are you happy? I'm not happy. It's more I'm realistic. Really happy with that. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll go for my honest prediction for the sake of the prediction leaderboard is a 2-1 Southampton win. But again, so long as we play pretty well, it, I mean, it's not a free hit, but, you know, I think the more important game is West Brom, who are slightly above us, but... You know, I think we're playing well, but Southampton, good team. They might just have a little bit more for us. So, 2-1 Southampton, 8-0. Yeah. 2-1 it is then. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Colin saying 2-1 hole. Appleton, Zachary, Stephen saying four points. And it'll be over the moon. I'd be over the moon with three. I, I'd take four honest. points from the next two games as well. I mean... Yeah, we won't be talking. Yeah. I mean, what do you think West Brom's going to be then? Because we won't be talking well, until exactly. after that. Exactly. So, stat, you know, stat moment. West Brom, 17th in the away form table. I mean, Ooh, you know, yeah. these away form, home I mean, form. I mean, that was home form in the greatest either, to be fair. No, but, you know, I feel like they're not going to crumble. It's going to be a, a very important game. I think, you know, potential, you know, potential in some hypothetical world for that to be one of the playoff matches. Um, so it'll be a tough game, but you'd rather be playing them at home than away, certainly with that 17th place. So I feel like, yeah, after playing against Southampton and realising how tough it is going to be against Southampton, we're going to have to raise our game again against West Brom and be like, this is how we really need to play. We played like this against Southampton, hopefully, or we didn't, and we need to up our game. I feel like, yeah, West Brom. We're gonna do it. I feel like we could we could win that, but uh, yeah. How do we see this one going? Well, I mean, I feel better about our chances against West Brom purely because they are on not not rocky form, but not the most amazing form. Like us, yeah. they've kind Streaky of struggled us. to get yeah. They've, they've struggled to sort of like break away from the pack, like we have. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be a tough. It's gonna be a tough one, but I think it's gonna be a lot better than Southampton game. If anything, playing Southampton before it might help City a little bit because they know what level they need to be at when they play yeah. West Brom. That's um, just what I said. And I don't know, I don't listen to you, so don't matter. Um, <laughs> I think we'll uh, go into it, it'll be a tough game, it'll be a close game and we'll win 3-0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course, yeah, I I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Joe, um, West Brom, cool brand, good team, but can we do it? Can we, we do beat it? them last it's season? It's a dream. Why can't we do it again? That's what yeah. I said. Oh, he did. 
Well yeah. said. Even in the absence of Benjamin Tete, and depending on whether Greaves gets a yellow card or not, we might mm. have Sean McLaughlin in there, but we might not have either of our guys. Who scored? It was Louis Coyle who scored at the Hawthorns, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, luscious Hawthorne. So I think we will win. I don't think it'll be easy by any means, but I think it will be a a two-one beautiful little whole city win in front of the Sky Sports cameras. Yeah, pretty sharp ninetieth minute winner. Yeah, yeah I think I'll go Philogene and two fan on that one. Philogene two fan, yeah, that's pretty standard. Pretty right, standard. So three, three nil, uh, Philogene, uh, Ohio, and Greaves again. Nice, nice. Screams second the penalty because he's the new striker. Yeah, a higher it's, it's the 90th minute they're just giving to Greaves. I mean, you play. may as well. If it's the if it's literally the last minute and you're 2 0. We're already 2 0. 1 0, and I'm not sure. I mean, if it was the last minute and we were 2 0 up, I'd maybe consider giving it just to Walsall. <laughs> yeah, <'cause he's laughs> the last minute of injury time as well, so they cannot come back. What's the worst that can happen? We, we win 2 1. Oh no! Problem, is yeah, I think you'd, what you'd do if you if you were two up in the last, the, literally the last sixty seconds, not the eighty ninth minute, ninety fifth minute, minute, yeah. And you, what you do is <laughs> you can let Osop take the penalty, and you have ten uh, outfield players on the goal line <laughs> watching <laughs> from the side watch, of the pitch. Can't do when he misses it. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, they stay there and they, you know, they put like you have two on the halfway line to cut down the players, and you have eight on the line, and you have all stop taking the penalty. <laughs> I would love to see that because they're not going to score, are they? Not even yeah, going to have the energy to run up the rest of it. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say 2 1 Southampton win, 8 0. And I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say, I think, you know, scrape a 1 0. Scraper one nil, and I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be. You know, my new favourite player, Umur. Oh my God, what a wonderful goal! Uh, tap in 89th minute to win, one nil win for City. Ryan Giles, nine, nine, nine nil, nine, nine Ryan, nil. Ryan Giles, Ryan Giles crossed that goes in over the keeper. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Um, hey, as I, I've I, made I it. Lie. I know he's currently is. <laughs> I know he's currently a lone player that we could buy him, and you should never fall in love with a lone player. I'm falling in love with Giles. I'm happy to I... fall in love with him though, because we we have an option to buy him. That's it. Yes. Exactly. That's the thing. We could still have him. He might as he might as well be our player. And we are going up. Will, probably will be. I mean, well, you you think we're going to win every single game three 0 so we've probably yeah. got a chance at automatic. So you know, we're buying him. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but as I've made it, I'll go through the West Brom combined lineup as well. I mean, maybe a little bit swayed. Well, I say little bit. Obviously, it's swayed the whole city way because of whole city. But there are six city players in here. We've got Alex Palmer in goal, Ryan Giles, Greaves at centre back, Jones and Furlong. Surrey and Morton, assuming Morton's fit. Mowat, Jonathan Swift, sort of right attacking midfield. Ram on, on FIFA, if you want to do that. Fillaging left wing and uh, whatever his first name is, Thomas Asante. Brandon. I want to say, I was going to say Brandon, to be fair. 
Yeah. Again, um, it's, a, it's a name that's not hard to pronounce. Again, I, it, it's well. not that... It, it's... Uh, oh, oh, so, so if I hadn't ever met you before, the fact... I know Will is an easy name to say, but if I don't know your name is Will, I'm not just going to say it, am I? No, you know, I'm, if I went up, to, if someone new came, you know, into your room here and said, oh, what's your name? Um, I don't know. You're not going to say to him, you absolute idiot. My name's easy to pronounce. It's Will. You're not going to do that, are oh, you? Disgraceful baby. Oh, Will's, Will's doing just a sort of fishing clear. rod imitation in the background for audio listeners but i'm not having any was the furlong in your predicted team darnell for west <laughs> or james for us? James. no james furlong isn't playing at left uh at right back <laughs> um, hey, there, might be seriously, there might be a serious injury crisis between now and that game you don't know and furlong is back on the grass this week coming up I feel like there are about 10 players we've played before we've decided to do Furlong at right back after I mean, just yeah, coming out. If we had no right backs, we'd play Slater, like we did against Brandon <laughs> Fleming would play if, if before Furlong. Yeah, I mean, he would. That is that is just true. That is just true. But uh, yeah, Appleton, Zachary, Zachary Stephen. Always remember Rob Corrin's goal at West Brom. I mean, I bet, I bet he scored quite a few considering he used to play for them. Liam Smith says hard for 2-2. Two, two. There's no need for that. Yeah, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Uh, Colin Murphy saying 2-1 Southampton uh, win oh, for Hull. Jones Brace. I'd appreciate that as much. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a massive week. I think we've got a good chance. Win one of those two games, we could potentially be fifth and then you're in pole position going into the last 12 games of the season looking for six wins i think we can do it i think we can do it i think i'm believing i'm believing and uh you know gabe sutton i know he got a lot of you know stick at the start of the season for saying how city sixth but uh, you know one family one dream and on that bombshell i think it's time to you know it's get this wrapped up. Yeah, but uh, Joe and Will, you know, more just beautiful, beautiful responses and contributions from everyone. Um, yeah, well, I think you're bringing up the uh, food thing. Talk about the food thing. Go on, talk about the food thing. Oh, you're asking the fat person to bring up food, are you? You fucking twat. Well, what... <laughs> well, well, well do, Joe, did you bring up that comment from Chris? No, I haven't. We established in the last episode, I have absolutely no control over the comments whatsoever. Oh, well, it wasn't me. It was Will. I know he's going to do the, the fishing rod thing again, but quite frankly, that was disgraceful behaviour from Will. But the comment is, which has got your vote, toad in the hole or peri peri chicken? I'm assuming that's for next footy scan. Yeah. City, isn't it? Yes. No, 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 it's just for the pub down the road that's doing a, yeah. an offer. Well, Chris just he, he doesn't know what to eat. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Perry Perry Chicken's got to be the next one, right? You're wrong oh, there, straight away. I'm sure. Perry Perry Chicken? No. To answer your question, Perry Perry Chicken. My vote in the hole. But I voted on behalf of my dad who wanted Perry Perry Chicken. Be your own oh. manager. Well, that's not very nice, is it? 
make your own account. Shocking. Shocking. Um, well, it's very rare that I actually eat the food at City just because I, I don't eat, I tend not to eat in the ground. So that's why I asked him what, because he, what, he's more likely to eat it than me. But if it was up to me, I'd pick Toad in the Hole. Um, we'll just end the episode on some nice other football news. Um, Will, I mean, again, you've got the 117 days until Euro 2024. Uh, England's hugely exciting Nations League B group got revealed. Finland, okay. Ireland and someone else. Um, oh, Joe's left the podcast. But, uh, I mean, that's so, so, utterly so boring, isn't say? it? So who did you say then? It was Finland and Ireland. Ireland, um, yes. I can't remember the third team. I think that's just because it's so dull. That's uh, I mean, you could have been talking about... It could possibly be Iceland playing, but you could have just checked. Is it Iceland? It could be. So, yes. Oh, we're not going to lose to Iceland again, are we? Gosh. So, uh, yeah, no, probably, other probably not going to lose to Iceland again yet. No, they're not as good as they they were, although they weren't good. That was sort of the point. But, uh, yeah, Joe Will, fantastic stuff again. Hopefully six more sumptuous points for Hull City and Lima Senior's Tricky Tigers as they head to, you know, the, the glory land of the, the Premier League and we get Iceland? to sign the Turkish national team. I think it is Iceland. I'm not sure. Is that Iceland or Greece? Which are very different places. It's is it maybe it is Greece. I'm not sure. Let's we need to find out for this whole city podcast. Just England think we're on the end of the podcast, of course. By yeah, but I need to Joe, make sure I'm correct. Who is it, Joe? England's group is. Can I find us actually? The tournament that no one cares about. Well, we're not in the top division anymore. So look there. Finland, the Republic of Ireland, and Greece. Oh, thank God. Greece. Fair enough. You got it. I, mean, right. I cannot believe I've Googled that, having turned my camera off and muted my microphone when the discussion started. Wonderful. Wonderful. But, uh, yeah, let's, let's wrap this up. Everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week after six more delicious points. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.